This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a very special person with Dr. Ghazala Sharif. She's the Chief Medical Officer, Acute Care, Clinical Excellence and Experience at Scripps Healthcare. Scripps is a magnificent system in Southern California. Dr. Sharif, can you take a moment, tell us a bit about yourself and tell us a bit about Scripps. Well, thank you uh, for having me on the podcast today. A little bit about myself. I am emergency medicine trained and then did a fellowship in pediatric emergency medicine and ran the emergency department at Rady Children's Hospital and four urgent care centers for several years until I decided I needed to learn a little bit more about administration, and I went back and got a physician executive MBA. And so my path has been uh, not straight, that's for sure. I was an economics major in undergrad, and it's interesting now that I'm using some of my MBA skills um, in my new role here as chief medical officer. Uh, but as I came to Scripps, I was in the role of physician communications first, then chief experience officer, and took over as acute care chief medical officer last January, just a month or two before COVID hit. So I call it my CMO hazing. I can imagine. And talk to us a little bit about what was that like taking on that role right as COVID started to hit? I mean, that must have been daunting. Tell us a little bit about what that was like just emotionally, intellectually, exhaustion-wise. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. You know, we had just started some of the new initiatives, and I'll tell you about uh, what we're doing at Scripps to, for patients and quality. But then COVID hit. And, you know, we're talking about leadership. And at that point, it was more directional leadership. There was so much misinformation out there. You know, every day there were changes coming from CDC and the county and the state. And so we really needed to have a single source of truth. And so we jumped into my ER doc mode, which is, okay, here's what we need to do. And let's get through this phase and a little more directive than usual. And we needed that to calm our, our staff and physicians, frankly. There was a lot of angst. PPE was, was in shortage. And so managing all of that and expectations, we started doing you know daily updates to the staff and became the source of truth. And that, to me, was very meaningful to the point where in our engagement survey uh, last year, we actually went up five percentile points due to the communication. So that it became critical to be out there in the forefront. And so that's that's how we led. And remarkably, even our patient experience scores went up during COVID, which is a testament to the team and the, the energy that they have. I mean, that really is remarkable, quite frankly, to see experience and engagement scores go up during COVID when people are so burnt and so challenged in such a daunting time. Talk about now, Chief Medical Officer, you've, hold, you've held several other roles leading up to this. What are the big priorities as chief medical officer when you look at what you're trying to accomplish? What are the big priorities? Yeah, I think if you talk to other chief medical officers and those that have patient experience under their watch as well, it's, again, focusing on the patients first. And so, interestingly, as I mentioned, we actually went up on our patient experience score, sorry, last couple of years. We went from starting point two, three years ago in the 55th percentile, which means that 45% of the hospitals were scoring higher than we did on rate the hospital, and we're currently at 82nd percentile which means that only 18% of hospitals across country score higher than we do, and that's in the midst of the pandemic. Scripps and Sharp had the most patients in San Diego. We alternated back and forth with as many cases that we had of COVID. So to me, that shows that what we can do when we all focus, and we just got much, much better at being really um, just focused on communications with patients' families and the patients themselves, so much more discipline around that. So that is our, our goal is to keep up the great strides we've already made and hardwire some of those processes that we had put into place you know, the last couple of years and improve the patient experience even more. And on the quality front, our goal is you know, the three 
three programs, national programs, that are uh, funded through the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services. Those are the Value-Based Purchasing Program, Hospital Readmission Reduction Program, and the Hospital Acquired Condition Reduction Program. And so our focus is around not only patient experience, but really performing well in all of those metrics. And so that, that is our focus. We have put together what I call sprint teams. They started last year taking a specific area, such as congestive heart failure readmissions, and putting a team around that to see where are our gaps and where can we improve. We have one around surgical site infection reduction, and I'm happy to tell you that in this last year alone that we put that sprint team together, we've had a 52% reduction in surgical site infections across our system just by focusing and finding any areas of improvement. So that, that's what we're working on uh, this year. That's so patient experience uh, and these um, quality metrics. And, and that, that focus concept is so important because at the end of the day, it's really impossible to do all things and improve all right. things at once. So, so right. trying to really pick sprint areas, pick areas to focus on, is really a needed practice, isn't it? Yeah, so that, as you asked me a question, what are we focusing on? Is exactly that, putting the discipline around picking what I call the low-hanging fruit. Where are we not performing as well as we'd like to? Let's focus on those. So last year was our, you know, let's get to baseline, and so we had six sprint teams. That's a lot of sprint teams to get running in the middle of COVID, and so those are often running. And now we are spreading three new ones, one around central line infections, uh, decreasing the number of uh, clots that patients get after surgical procedures, and then also focusing on um, falls because that's a that's a problem across the across the hospital system as patients who are admitted who fall out of bed, and so those are the new sprint teams that we're focusing on again to provide a safer environment for our patients. And the other very fun thing that we're working on is putting together a corporate digital command center, which imagine if we can incorporate all of the work we're doing now and have remote patient monitoring, everything facilitated through a central command center so we can anticipate ahead of time if someone looks like they are on the verge of being readmitted. So the heart failure patient is the best example. You know, they go home after being admitted, they start feeling better, may have a salty meal, and we'd know right away that their weight has gone up and we can in immediately intervene because we have that remote monitoring. So it's all gonna come together uh, in the next year, we're hoping. Fascinating. And the remote monitoring is an area that's just exploding, isn't it? Yes, it is. And so we've actually started some of that work already on our ambulatory side. And so we're doing blood pressure monitoring remote is already the first step that's underway as we move towards really even more advancement in that command center. And, and, and take a moment. What are you seeing in Southern California with COVID-19 currently? What's the current temperature on COVID-19? Yes, yeah, so today we have 75 patients at Scripps in-house. We had a peak in this fourth wave of 190 patients. We still have um, several on the ventilator today. We have 21 that are in the intensive care unit and ventilated, and three who are on the heart-lung bypass machine. So that tells me that we're not done with COVID yet, and we're heading into the holidays. So we've got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Couple that with flu. Right, but last year we did not have a flu season. We had over only about 800 cases in San Diego with only two deaths last year because everybody was wearing a mask and social distancing. The year before that, in 2019, we had 20,000 some cases of flu with 104 deaths. So from 2019 to 2020, there was a significant drop in flu cases. So couple this season with flu and COVID, we are concerned uh, people don't get their vaccinations that we may once again be inundated like we were last January, um, January 20. Yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's a little bit frightening that like on the the 
cusp of the surge going down, this latest surge going down from 190 patients to 70 patients, looking at the fall coming up and remembering how brutal last December, January was in so many parts of the country. No, it's a, it's a really, um, you know, it's a, it's a grim reminder, actually, to, to stay vigilant and to stay at it in terms of masking and vaccines and everything else you could do to reduce spread. Talk for a moment about and reduce infection. Talk for a moment about what are you most excited about and focused on now, Dr. Shreve? I mean, you, you've got an incredible list of efforts that you're focused on, incredible progress, great system. What are you most excited about right now? I am really excited about what we've learned with COVID is that we can pivot really quickly. I think a lot of healthcare organizations get stuck in the process. You know, we process everything and we go over and over and then we just don't act. And so we have proven as a healthcare system that if we focus, sprint teams, patient experience, communication, we can move pretty quickly and then pivot. If that one thing doesn't work, then we pivot and we try something else. And maybe that's the ER doc in me because we do that in the emergency department all the time, right? You try one thing, it doesn't work, you quickly move to something else. And so the motto is try fast, fail fast. And so I am very excited. We just kicked off our corporate quality board quality meeting with old sprint teams reporting out and the new ones. And there's so much energy and excitement, even though, as you mentioned earlier, there, there is a lot of fatigue in the staff, but they see the traction we're getting. And so everybody wants to jump on board and be on a sprint team. So the enthusiasm is what I'm excited about. And I, I just feel that we can get to that next level this next year. That concept of being able to pivot fast, even at a relatively large system, is that part of the sort of the ethos of frontline engagement and, and staying engaged in things, Dr. Sharif, that people aren't resting on their laurels or trying to get better? I mean, just the creation of multiple different sprint teams really focusing on improving something, hopefully keeping those improvements and moving on to something else. Is that an example of sort of the ethos of the script system, that frontline engagement system? Oh, absolutely. We, I, I, frankly, you know, I, what I've learned this last year, and again, we talked, you know, briefly about different leadership styles. Is I can set the direction, and then I got to step out of the way, because the work that these teams have done has been remarkable. And it, it never, in my wildest dreams, could I have designed something that was so, you know, just so just across the system. Right? We start from emergency department admission all the way out through ambulatory care. The fact that they put that together on their own in a quick way without me intervening and just setting the direction has been really inspiring to me. So I have learned a lesson myself. You know, we're all learning as, as leaders is set the direction, step in when you need to and provide direction. Other than that, step out of the way and remarkable things can happen. It's, it's an absolutely magnificent perspective. W one more question. If you're giving advice to young physicians today that wanted to have a great leadership career, you know, what would you tell him or her? What, what do you tell a young physician trying to have a great impact on leadership career? Well, there's there's two things, if I, if I can take the liberty. One is, you know, it's interesting. People want to step up, and then everybody wants to get paid for what they do. My suggestion to everybody that comes looking for mentorship is volunteer. First, get known for, you know, before you start asking for increases in salary or you want a you know, bigger title, right? Get your name out there. Volunteer. We have so many physicians stepping up now wanting to be on one of the sprint teams because they see the excitement. So get your name known first um, before that. Opportunities will absolutely come your way. The second one is I wish I'd learned this sooner as a leader, and it's a quote by Thomas Jefferson. And it's, I really wish, so if you remember one thing from today, remember this quote. In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. I learned from that. I used to, you know, argue about everything, and I was a warrior princess, and everything mattered. And I realized that sometimes you got to let some things go, right? 
If it's really important, stay firm. If not, let your team, let your team, you know, try things on their own. Let them fail if, if that's what's going to happen because they'll learn the next time. So not to be such a micromanager, you know, really let your team team flow. Let others deal with it unless it's really important. You don't have to fight over everything. Fight over the important exactly. things. There you go. Yes. And let people no, try things, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Particularly things, most things are not huge risk. Let them try it. Life goes on if it doesn't work out great. For most exactly. things, not everything, but for for lots and lots of things, it allows people to feel empowered and to grow and to grow themselves, and become better leaders themselves. Wow, you said it perfectly. There you go. That's the lesson. Well, it's learning from you. Thank you very much, <laughs> Dr. Shreve. What 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 a pleasure to visit with you today, Chief Medical Officer at the Scripps System, magnificent health system. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Scott.